0: The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo Gosforth, the best Italian cuisine in the Northeast. Reserve a table today on 0399 or visit casasanlorenzo.co.uk. Newcastle Fans TV.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV, which is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo. And what I guess we've got in store today, the Newcastle United women's team has been in a whirlwind in the last 12 months since the takeover of the football club and with some fantastic news in the last couple of weeks that the Newcastle United women's team is now under the same umbrella as Newcastle United in general. So the men's, the under 18s and the 21s and the women's team are under the same umbrella, which is great, great news. And here to talk to me and Sam in this podcast is the new Newcastle United Women's captain Grace Donnelly, the goalkeeper sensation, Samuel.
0: Yeah, um, first of all, it's tremendous that we can carry on our fantastic relationship with the women's team into another season. Um, we've always been huge, huge, huge supporters of uh, of the women's team. Um, we were playing a lone furrow at one point in trying to bring support and attention and publicity towards the women's team, so for them to be. Part of the club again, and rightly so. Um, getting the opportunities and the and the the treatment and the equality that they they deserve is is fantastic. So yeah, was, um, really uh, good of Grace to come on. The new skipper taking over from Brooke, uh, who I saw in the terrace bar before the Forest game uh, the other week, and she's she's loving life post retirement. She's um, she's really happy, which is uh, which is great. But um, yeah, Grace, new skipper. And uh, the lasses kick-started their uh, league campaign with a 4-1 away win. So hopefully this is the, the, the season they can finally get promotion.
1: It's a big, big task to take over. The captaincy from Bruce Cochran and just mm. a little, I'm not even told, soundless. so you, you're all hearing this for the first time on the podcast. I actually saw Brooke after uh, before the Manchester City game in a terror spot. And this is as the girls are playing against uh, Mersey Rail. I said, are you not missing it? I said, nah, I was too hungover this morning, so I'm glad I'm not playing. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. My old oh, captain, my captain. <sighs> Lovely. But no, it's, it's great to see her, because obviously she, she she worked so hard to come back, uh, as has our guest today, um, worked hard, so hard to come back from an ACL injury to get back on the pitch. So it, it's great to see Brooke so happy post-football. And to see Grace so proud um, to to take the armband, and um, to see the whole the whole women's team so determined to to capitalize on a real foundation lay, uh, laying season that they had last season.
1: It's just so positive, and you can tell by the way she speaks so passionately about everything to do with Newcastle United. As Grace, we're, we're filming this after. We've done the interview with Grace, but it's a really, really good interview. We talk all things St. James's Park, where Newcastle beat 4-0 against Alec Town, and that was such a, an incredible day. Sam, you said it was one of the best days that you've ever experienced at St. James's Park, didn't you? I
0: think it's one of my favourite days at St. James's Park, and it very much is. Um, I've spoke about it before, it was just a tremendous family occasion, real emotive day, and it was great to see, and I hope they do it again this season when they can hopefully celebrate promotion on St James's Park uh, on the St James's Park turf.
1: Yeah, promotion is the aim. There's no secret about that, and obviously there's a lot of changes going on with the football club, but it's all positive, and it's just a, it's a great, great atmosphere at the minute. But we we'll talk about St James's Park, we we'll talk about what England did in the summer, European champions, which. The girls were all together watching that final. Talk about the men's side as well. It's a really upbeat podcast, which is just brilliant to do, isn't it, Sam?
0: Yeah, oh, great being positive, <laughs> isn't it? Everyone wants to be positive, and it is. It's just never been a better time for for, for many years now that um, uh, to be in and around Newcastle United. And look, we we wish them all the best for the season and. Fingers crossed! This, uh, this, this can be the time that they get out of this league, which is incredibly difficult to get out of, as we saw last season. But yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled the bits that we can carry on supporting and having a, a great relationship with the women's team.
1: Yeah, a big thanks to the club. Bear thanks to the club for allowing us to do this interview as well. It's great to be able to liaise with them as well, and hopefully we can continue the good relationship that we started so far. But like the last two weeks, i the been and more on the show, Sam first-team player from the men's side of things and a first-team player from the women's side of things. It's just, it, it seems to be going okay for us, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Uh, next week, we are uh, very much TBC. So, uh, who knows what next week... Who next week's guest will be. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, last few weeks have been really good. Really, really good. Thoroughly enjoyable. And we've met some fantastic people from Newcastle United.
1: Yeah. And that is what we all love talking about is
0: Newcastle United so
1: onwards and upwards for everything Newcastle United in the near future but I think it's about time to get this podcast up and running so this is the Greenwood and Mulliner show and it is with Grace Donnelly
0: The Greenwood and Mulliner show on Newcastle Fans TV
1: Welcome back to the Green and Women's Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today me and Sam rather, are joined by the new Newcastle United women's captain in what has been an incredible last 12 months for the club and here to talk to us about the future of Newcastle United women's club and also what's going to happen. Newcastle are Newcastle going to be in the WSL? Are they going to win the league this season? Well, there's only one person that can tell us all this information that is the new captain, it is Grace Donny. Grace, welcome to the Green Minimum Show you on Newcastle Fans TV. Hi
2: everyone, and thank you very much for having us.
1: No, it's a pleasure having you on, Grace. Uh, It it has been a whirlwind last 12 months for the girls in what has been playing at St. James's Park, which we'll talk about playing in front of thousands at Kingston Park in an FA Cup game. And it just seems to be one of the best places to be involved with is Newcastle United at the minute. Do you find yourself in a very, very privileged position right now?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I kind of think like like you say, whirlwind is is a perfect way to describe the fact, the kind of past twelve months. I think we were pretty we were lucky enough to be in like a pretty good um position at in the season when the takeover happened, and then from there we've kind of just built the momentum and just and just continued and continued and continued, and then to finish off the season like you say St James's Park. Unfortunately, it kind of didn't eventually fall the right way with how we wanted it to do with him um, coming second, but those moments, they'll, they'll stay with all of the girls forever. So it's a very exciting time at the minute, around camp. Obviously, we're just coming back from our first away game of the, of the league campaign after a long pre-season. So it's always good to get those under the belt and, and a good three points as well.
0: Just to touch on last season briefly, obviously it was so close to, to, to achieving your aim of promotion. I remember speaking to Becky after the game at St. James's and obviously you could tell everyone was buzzing because what a day that was, the turnout. And it was one of my favourite days ever at St. James's Park. Men, women, whatever. The the whole day was awesome. But you could tell there was just that hint of disappointment there that we'd not got promotion. Was it difficult to kind of pick yourselves up after that or did it just make you more determined? Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, obviously, There was a
2: lot of emotions running that day because obviously like we'd we'd walked out of that like literally like the stadium was electric and we kind of had that buzz and we were all just over the moon and so overwhelmed with kind of like all of the like young girls, young lads, families, supporters, like all flags being there. Like there was just so many things to kind of digest in one hit. Then also we've kind of had the disappointment of like being so close yet so far away from like kind of achieving what we wanted to achieve that season as well. So you, you would kind of describe it as bittersweet, like as as much as we were kind of amazed at how much like support we had and, and the full day was obviously just just an, ama- an amazing day within itself. Kind of in the back of our minds, there was that like sinking feeling to think like like we we're, were so close. So kind of, I think that sits with us and that kind of builds our motivator coming into this season. I think we all kind of know now what we need to do, how close the league is, and kind of want to put, put some things right going into this season as well. So come away
1: hopefully with, with the win that's always the aim it certainly is I think that's been installed by Becky in particular like I was saying myself and Sam we were just utterly impressed with the the process of how Becky wants to really change the girls in terms of the mindset and actually you no know, we're going to win we're going to get to the top this is how we're going to get there do you think that the takeover just accelerated that and do you think you could just, it was like a switch overnight actually we've got, we've got the support from higher up now this is gonna happen. I want to make sure I'm on this uh, on this ride.
2: Well, like at the start of like where we were kind of this time last year, obviously we've kind of gone through the same process with in terms of like, right, these are our targets, these are our goals, these are our aims, this is what we're gonna do as a team, like this is and this is how we're gonna achieve it. And we always try and trust the process and trust each other in terms of like our coaching staff and, and our players, and we we'll just take each game as it comes. Um Every Sunday we were like, right, this is our job, it's 90 minutes, we'll do our job, we'll move on to the next. We'll kind of tick the boxes that way. So halfway through the season when kind of the takeover happened, there was just literally like just a flood of excitement from everyone. And then obviously we were lucky enough to get um, to meet Amanda and my dad and they came down to some of our games. So I think like as, as long as kind of our targets stayed the same, we also had that extra bit of excitement, extra bit of motivation. And then obviously because we had the backing of the club for the first time in kind of forever really, um, I think that was also very like big motivator
0: for a lot of the girls and obviously caused a lot of excitement with the changing rooms as well. I, obviously Amanda and Murdad have been a, amazing since they've they've come in, in in so many ways, but none none more so than the support of the women's team. I mean, coming to away games at Leeds or, or Kingston Park and then obviously St James's and then launching the the official announcement of Newcastle United Women finally becoming back part of the the club as a whole and your own shirt sponsor now as well. What's been the biggest change, sort of day to day, in playing for for Newcastle United Women since the takeover?
2: Yeah, so like, so to be fair, day to day we've kind of we've stayed pretty similar. Like we're kind of like Becky and a lot of the staff. Kind of like as much as excitement and stuff like that. We've kind of got to keep our feet on the ground because we still have a job to do. We still got to kind of can't get carried away in terms of in terms of like thinking like, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. So it's very important that we do kind of stay grounded um, throughout the squads. Um, but I think kind of the biggest changes is kind of we now have a development team, which is great. I think that's amazing because having that bridge um, between kind of academy football or junior football into the women's football, it is quite a big jump. So to have that bridge uh, for the gap is, is amazing. It gives a lot of the girls that time to get a little bit of experience and getting consistent minutes um throughout the season is, is, is perfect as well so I think that's kind of the biggest change which is which is so positive because um unfortunately when I I think in my second season of the club the they remove the, the reserves or, uh, or development team and sort of have that back is is, is a big thing I think that like the players are really grateful for that as well
1: we saw the video on the, the socials of uh, from the official. Club socials with the, the the great news that Sam's mentioned that you're all under the same umbrella now. Obviously, for people that don't know, you're just part of the foundation, if you like. And now it just shows a bit more professionalism. It just shows that there's a bit, there is that care. Obviously, Amanda was there with you for for the launch. What was what was the conversations? If you can tell us a little bit of what she was uh, talking about, was she just be trying to be as excited as possible for next season for you as well?
0: Yeah, well that's
2: the thing, kind of being under the same umbrella as the men is, is an amazing opportunity for us and it kind of shows the shift in kind of their priorities, like the one look after us just as much as the one look after the men, which, which is great. And it's nice to see them be so hands-on, like getting to meet them um, and the kind of there and in, in and around when we have kind of meeting the new sponsors and doing the shared deals and getting the photos and in the there and the, the hands-on and that kind of, we uh, appreciate that as a club. So yeah, she, like obviously we've met Amanda a few times now, and just she's always so lovely, so approachable. Like you don't feel like you like need to be nervous or anything around her. Like she just makes you feel so comfortable, um, and she's always very positive and kind of saying like, right, we're gonna get this done. And she's always like, like when can I, like, when can the next come and support you? And and like wishing us luck for the season and, and games. So so it's, it's always it's always lovely to see her in in my dad as well as the same.
0: A big change on the pitch now, of course, is. Previous captain Brooke Cochran's retired, and you've been given the armband. When did you know that was going to happen? Did you kind of think that it was coming your way? How did Becky ask you or, or tell you that um, she wanted you to be the new captain?
2: Yeah, well, well, Brooke's been like an amazing captain for as many years as I've been at the club. I think I'm hitting at my sixth season now. She, she'll always be in there. And we kind of went for our ACL rehab together as well. We kind of did it five minutes apart. So it was quite a, quite, a, quite like a mental game for, for that to happen. Um, so we kind of come back together as well. So, so that was really nice. And then last season was my first season back, um, like since recovering back from, from my injury. So it was nice just to even just, to just get game time. I was just so excited for that. And then Becky kind of asked me and a couple of others like to be like kind of like senior players in the squad and like take on kind of like vice captain roles and responsibilities. So that was like an honourable in itself. And unfortunately, um, in the back end of the season, Brooke uh, received just like some small injuries and, and, and little niggles and stuff like that. So I think it was leads away. Um, I, I was given the armband there, so that was a nice little taste of kind of of what was to come. Obviously, I didn't know that at the time and um, so that was a really proud moment for me and myself and um, to kind of lead the team out Um, so then fast forward to this summer we all sit down for our for our meetings for our one-to-ones kind of what we want out of the season um this year and I was lucky enough to, to be asked to captain obviously I, I couldn't say yes fast enough I think mean, like a lot of the girls within the, within the squad kind of were players as well as fans of Newcastle United. So to be asked to be captain, like I, I was over the moon to put it to put it politely. Put, yeah, I don't know how. There's no words to kind of see how excited I was, and um, we kind of grin was 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 a to a. So that was that was how I was asked, and then I kind of got in the call from my mum straight away, and I was like, "That be asked." <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: fantastic. stuff. if how do you think the girls would say? How would you think the girls would describe you as a captain? What do you think? What would they what would they say? This is why grace should be captain or is there certain differences between you and brooke in terms of your captaincy is there anything that you would do differently to brooke or but you actually just keep the same as what brooke was doing for such a long time
2: yeah well yeah well first and foremost luckily we have like an amazing group of girls like they all like the all lovely girls is what they are good place so luckily there's kind of like i don't need to be mistrenchable or anything like that like, they, all, <laughs> they, all,
0: they,
2: they, they, they all know what they're doing and they've kind of been um, and they all kind of know kind of what, what's expected of them Um when we did have a kind of meeting at the start of the season Becky said like oh like Grace obviously is a new captain do you want to say a few words and kind of my main thing across um across the board doesn't matter whether you're kind of on the bench whether you're playing every minute whether you're in the reserve team whether in the first team My kind of just said like girls like the only one thing for me is just to have manners because I think manners just covers everything that covers Changing the um, cleaning the change rooms at the end of the game the way you speak to staff the way you speak to each other the way you kind of speak to the referee I just think manners kind of covers everything and that's all I really that's all I really kind of said but that was me that was my main thing Um, but yeah I think I'm quite an approachable person like I do like to have a laugh as much as like um, take things seriously as well as as well so I think as long as the girls are enjoying themselves and and, and performing that's all that's all we need to keep
0: doing. The league's obviously kick-started now. You've played your first game with a a cracking away win against a new team, uh, Mersey Rail. Uh, How did you feel that game went? Because we went 1-0 down but responded in... Obviously, their goal came against the run of play, but responded really well uh, and got a convincing win in the end.
2: Yeah, of course. I think it's always kind of when you're playing a a, a new team that's coming to the league, it's kind of a little bit unpredictable. You don't know what to expect. Obviously, a lot of the teams we've, we've played against on and off for the past few years now, so it can kind of be like, right, this is kind of the threats, this is kind of what we need to look out for, this is what we need to do. So, obviously, Mersey Real, we're, we're a new side coming in. Um, and to go 1-0 down within the first 15 minutes wasn't part of the plan at all. But I think the girls responded massively, like, so well. Um, obviously, two goals in the first half and two goals in the second half, which, which was brilliant, and obviously... Ellie, the new signing coming on, and, and just cause causing instant impact, which, which is always great to see. Um, I've played enough of her for years now, and that kind of header from a second goal that I've I've seen time and time again. So hopefully there's, there's more to continue. But yeah, I think the most important thing was setting the tone of like right, we want three points every week, ideally, and we started off how, how we made to go. On.
1: Yes, you certainly did, and obviously you've got the game on like Sunday at Kingston Park against Stockport County Ladies as well. The memories of Kingston Park, that FA Cup game against Ipswich. I know you said everything about manners and that is the right thing, talk about manners in, the, in regards to the referee, but you must have found it very, very difficult when there was a foul in the, in the lead-up to that goal against Ipswich. I, I I couldn't keep it in. So I don't know how, yeah. you, how all the girls did. So when you're talking about your manners, where you're going, another one, just, just remember what you're going to say in the future. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly that. I think we all kind of we all kind of watched it back in 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 in, gr- in gritted teeth um and kind of through like squinted eyes and through, watching through our hands. Um well also that that type of thing happens in a game and we've got got to be professional and we've got to switch on, we've got to play until until the whistle is blown. But I think in terms of like Kingston Park, I think that was kind of what started the snowball and momentum that continued throughout the season. Um so there's there's brilliant memories from Kingston Park, so we're hoping to kind of replicate that on,
0: on Sunday if not even better hopefully yeah as you say there we're back at kingston park this sunday uh, for the, for the first home game of the season is that something that's going to be a continuous theme going to these bigger stadiums and playing to 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 build the fan base obviously season tickets for the women are a 30 quid which is an absolute bargain and what what better way to spend a sunday i mean i, I know the men are playing this Sunday as well. So there's a bit of a clash there, but, but nonetheless, it, it's just such a brilliant and easy thing to get to. Yeah, so great, exactly. entertainment as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think it's really important. We we kept our prices the same. Like it, it, it's, it's three pound a ticket. Um, and, and like you say, like it's, it's a cheap family day out, when kind of across the board. It's a it's, it's good few hours of entertainment as well. Um, hopefully, we, we, we can score some goals and, and, and get the kids all cheering and stuff. Because last time when we, when we played there, they really did push us on. And, and unfortunately, we didn't get the goal, but just the buzz of the crowd, like we felt them fully back on us all the way. And it really is like having that 12th player on the pitch. Um, Obviously, we're we'll looking for you know for at Kingston Park and St James's Park. And I think, kind of, the amount of people that were there i think turned a lot of heads and um, not necessarily like like locally but i think across across the whole country like everybody seemed to be talking about it so hopefully kind of more clubs can follow suit and, and do it especially in the back end of the of the women's euros there's a buzz around women's football and kind of the records getting broken and it like, seems like every every month now so hopefully we can continue to build that support and like you say, yeah like it's it's a canny day out it's through quiet you kind, of, you, kind of, you kind of grumble, really. And then I think the men are away. So hopefully if anybody's not travelling there, they, they can come and watch us. It's almost a perfect fit, really.
1: I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. It's been a fantastic start for both the men's and the women's team so far. So we'll touch about the uh, the men in a, a, a little bit later on. But you talk about that support. I, I, I've been to a few games now and you've got a core support. And that just seems to be growing and growing and growing. And you always kind of just go around the pitch and you can see obviously the particular like the, the young the young girls like they look to you as role models. Does, does that does that, is that how inspiring do you think that is? Because I don't think I think from what Becky was taught telling us, and even when we spoke to Georgia and Katie as well, they don't take that for granted. They know that they know they've got to be a particular role model to these to these kids in particular. And it's it's really, really nice to see you almost showing that you still got your roots you still know how lucky you are and how privileged you are as well
2: yeah exactly that's the thing kind of us growing up as a group of lasses we didn't have those female role models like it was kind of like for like for the likes of me it was always like she given like Alan Shearer plays like that it was always men plays it was it was never females so I think to kind of have be lucky enough to have that on it to kind of be younger girls role models honestly it's it's it gives you goosebumps when you when you see them all and how happy they are just to spend like just literally like thirty seconds with them getting a picture or high five or just something little like that it, it does it does mean the world to them and I think kind of our, our support like you know like like you say Jories are, are fucking mad like the they come down and they, they cheer us on it and, and we love it. Like we thrive off it just as much as what they do. So it it true like it truly is like we do not take it for granted. we kind of we'll always take the time to kind of see the people who've come and like pay to pay the support support us. I mean this
0: momentum now is just Keeping on growing and growing, none more so because the Lionesses in the summer winning the Euros. Just uh, how buzzing were you? Just with that success, it was just changed the game even more. And I think it was just so popular to watch and and heroes, household names now. Yeah, that's
2: the thing. We we had a friendly um, that day. Um, and we had it like moved a little an hour earlier so that we could all watch it together as, as a team. And um, afterwards, and, and we we'll all go go all going mental. And um, it was it was un- it was unbelievable. Like I had I had goosebumps watching it. Like I have goosebumps now just talking about it. I think kind of that shift of singing kind of women's football out there and kind of the media and the news and it was it was it was a big buzz like up and down the country. Everybody seemed to be talking about it, whether the winter rested in football or not. Never mind women's football or men's football. It was just kind of everyone was proud of the proud of the lasses. So hopefully that'll continue into all clubs across the country, not just necessarily ours, but um like across the country as a whole and hopefully hopefully it will and hopefully Sunday will be a, a, an indicator of that as well.
1: Yeah, hopefully so but just going back on to those scenes, what was it like watching the game with the girls, the, the final, and I think the last 10 minutes, it, I've never seen the like, how professional the, the, the England team were in terms of just getting in the corner and just killing time and just making it so easy that they didn't, they, they never, as soon as they scored to make a 2-1 an extra time, they never ever looked like conceiving after that and that just shows, I, I think just shows the mentality, of that. I think you, you hear the phrase mentality monsters, but honestly I, I can imagine what you. i couldn't I mean, the whole country was obviously going mental for it but what was it like just for the the group for yourselves uh for the for the girls watching on on that Sunday? yeah it was
2: great i think those last 10 15 minutes felt like felt like an hour and a half to be honest yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah i think like the literally like the line has showed like a perfect example on, on how to on how to game manage um, and in those in those was, and was the of the game and it was it was truly like professional as as you like kind of doing all those li- little nitty-gritty not pretty things but things that get the jobs done I think a, a, lot, a lot of the girls kind of took that on board as
0: well I mean a couple of the the absolute England legends now have announced their retirement Ellen White and Jill Scott I'd have thought you and you and Becky had been on the blower to Amanda going oh come on just just get the checkbook out Ellen White and Barker up front for a season that'll do
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I think that would, that would be amazing. To be honest, but I think they, uh, I think I think they're quite
1: happy with the with the European medals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they certainly are. They certainly are. And um, what is your personal aims and objectives for this season, uh, Grace? Because I know obviously the team the team ones obviously completely different, and we'll I'm sure Sam might ask that um, in a second. But just what's your personal objectives and aims for the season?
2: Yeah, so personally, obviously, I'm a goalkeeper. So to keep as many clean sheets possible is, is, is always my aim. I think if I kept a clean sheet, I'm guaranteed a point no matter what. And um, so that's all that's always top of my agenda, to kind of to keep a clean sheet, hopefully, and um, and then kind of as a captain, obviously, it's me. My first season as a captain, so hopefully, just kind of keeping the lasses in check and and making sure that we are all enjoying it and having a good time and looking after them as well. So getting getting the getting the ropes of kind of being a captain as well as, well as a goalkeeper. Um but yeah, I think kind of as a whole our our aims and objectives are always the same. We always want to go out and win, no matter whether it's a friendly, whether it's a league game, whether it's a cup game, like that's 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 what we're here for. We're competitive set of losses and we want to go out and get those three points off through the next round every single week in week out. Um so I would personally like a, a little a little a little cup run, I think like Kingston Park FA Cup last season, that was the furthest I've ever been in a in a Newcastle shirt. And I think the service had been in, in 10 years as well. So if we could do we could do it with one of those, um going out as underdogs against Ipswich, kind of I think we I think we've shocked them a little bit. So hopefully we can gonna create a few a few more upsets this season in the cup as well. And then obviously the league, like our our aim is, is to win the league. We want to kind of go as far and as high as we can. Um and that's that's always like the, the top the top the priority basically.
0: Is that what motivates you more, like winning leagues and progressing in cups? Or is it the, the days like Kingston Park and St James's Park? Because, like, just to touch back on the day at St James's, like, when we were speaking to, to Katie and, and George, they were desperate to score at St James's, but you kept your clean sheet. I mean, Packham and what marshaled the defence brilliantly. But when Annick did get through, there was no way you were letting anything go past you that afternoon. Yeah, I
2: think, obviously, like, just like, like literally, like all the girls wanted to score at the Gallagher. But all I wanted to do was just not let that ball touch the net. Uh, that, that, that was my game, obviously, as a goalkeeper. Like you kind of you, you're the villain sometimes, you you're there to spoil the party. Um so yeah, I, I was I was I was determined that kind of look me my my back four. Uh like well, we call ourselves like the back five, like we make a big te- like a big deal of it just because it's a clean sheet, it's not necessarily just me, it's like, it's, it's everyone, like, defending comes from high up the pitch as well, even KB's up there with the press, and um, so, yeah, that was kind of, that was, that was my aim, to, to keep a clean sheet, and it was amazing, like, obviously, we started the game at the Gallagher end, and kind of, the the role, when I kind of ran towards the goal, was, was something I'll never forget.
1: I was going to say, what was it like when you heard that the game had been <laughs> put back 15 minutes, because there was more and more fans trying to get in, and we told roughly how many people are going to be there because we we spoke to, to somebody who works quite closely with the club beforehand, and they said probably between twelve and fifteen thousand is what they were expecting, so to get ten thousand more than what they were pretty much expecting. did you Did you feel more nervous or did you feel more excited as you're coming on to local hero and as you see so many supporters that day?
2: Yeah, well, obviously, kind of the, the week leading up, like all the lasses were like, oh, like how many do you think? How many do you think? How many do you think? We we're kind of saying like, oh, I think ten thousand. Oh, no, we'll never get ten thousand. I think it's five thousand. Some of the were like, nah, we're gonna get fifty. Like it was literally the widest range. but well, obviously, we well, were all wrong. <laughs> so it was it was it was crazy. Like obviously, um, me and George and a couple of the girls. Uh, we travel together, and as we're driving towards and James's Park, you could see families with like two shirts on in the bus stop, and we were like, "Oh my God, they're for us!" Like this is this is mental. Um, and then obviously we pulled up, and, and we got ourselves sorted in the changing rooms, and we went out a warm up, and you could kind of like like you could feel the buzz. Like obviously we didn't know what was going on outside of the stadium, but it was like it was getting more more and more um crowded and full and We were like, "Oh, this is class." And then usually when we're Kind of when, when the change rooms, like those last five minutes when we're getting out of our warm-up shirts and into our match shirt, it's always a mad rush, like, right, come on, we're going to be late, like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You can imagine what it's like, 20-odd girls all trying to rush around. Um. So when we walked at the change rooms, Becky just went, girls, take your time, the delay kick-off by 15 minutes, where we just all just went, but they were like, oh my goodness, like, there was... um. I think there was something daft, like three thousand people still outside the ground, but that was kind of the same amount number, roughly what we had at Kingston Park, and we thought that was an amazing day. So, I think kind of it was important that we're like had our minute to be like this is amazing, but then we're like switched back on, and we're like right, come on, then let's 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 go, make sure we're staying on um, staying warm, and kind of and, and making sure we're, we're prepared for the game as well, because usually we're kind of out straight, back out, but we um, had our fifteen minutes composed ourselves, and then. Kind of when we walked out the tunnel, like it was. I think I just like looked all the way around the stage and obviously seen the flag, and it was it was was magic.
0: Yeah, it was. I genuinely was one of my favorite days at St. James's Park. It was just brilliant. But do you know if there's plans at all? Obviously, things are developing uh, off the pitch uh, all around Newcastle United now. Amanda said that the, the women's team is playing a big part. For the ownership group do you know if there's plans in place to maybe i mean not immediately but you know at some point in the future to have your own training ground to have your own kind of stadium to, to have your own facilities that that the men's have got the men's team have got
2: yeah well kind of obviously we sit under the same umbrella and everything now and and this season like moving forward we've kind of got a lot more um kind of access to training facilities whether that be at the first team ground or kind of the, the, the academy as well, which is which is which, which we're truly grateful for, which which is great. Um, because obviously we've got the opportunity to train on the um on the first team ground last season before the St James's Park uh, match to kind of prepare for the surface. Um so that was like a brilliant advantage within itself. So kind of those small steps at the minute is kind of of what, what we're doing, and kind of kind of shows that Amanda has our back in, and and that they're gonna kind of push things forward for us in the in the future, and and, and kind of wanna look after us.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they will look after you, and I'm sure that you will do absolutely fantastic this season. Like I, I'm fully expecting promotion just just from the confidence from a lot no of either, pressure, a lot of no pressure. Just, but just even just from a lot of people that we've interviewed in regards to the women's team, it just seems that. That confidence of getting promotion will happen and I'm more than confident it happened this year but Grace just a little bit more about yourself what was your what's your first memory of Newcastle United is there a particular game is there a particular top is there something that just stands out when you think of Newcastle United when you're growing up watching the, watching the two yeah
2: well when I, when I was kind of growing up like I've lived through all my all my family footy mad um, so I think I went to my first game when I was probably about five or six Um, at, at St James's Park they don't have Full memories of, of my first game there because it's simply just it's just been there in the background forever, and um, I was always part like the junior man pack and stuff like that growing up like getting the little backpack for like early access of the of the, the match mat shirts and stuff like that which which is always class. I've still got them all, um. But yeah, I think kind of one of my main first memories like I still remember is kind of Alan Shearer's testimonial. I was like lucky enough to get tickets to go there with my family and kind of literally like the atmosphere there, um. It gives kind of goosebumps because the um, Arsenal last season at St James's Park, the last the last home game, we were we were there as a group. of last was watching the game, and that atmosphere just took us back to that to that atmosphere that hadn't been there for so long. And I was like, this is what it used to be like when I was like ten by like ten fifteen year like 10, 15 year even probably more than that and um, twenty year ago. So they're kind of my first memories, and I feel like the club's almost done like. A full circle. That's how the atmosphere is like again. Kind of all the scarves we and obviously the flags. there's just a sea of black and white everywhere you go. and um, It's amazing. I think my first memory of the first to- um, not the first top that I'd like sticks in my memory is kind of the Northern Rock, the, the, the Adidas, and um, just the black and white with like the blue. Um, and yeah. That was kind of my first top. But obviously, I was I was always in the keeper tops as well. So uh, I, I, I kind of had to do the chores to uh, pop up when you try and get both.
0: <laughs> was it always? Being a goalkeeper for you then, growing up, were you were you always more inclined to to watch Shay Given rather than Kieran Dyer or Shea or Bellamy, Solano, them them type of players?
2: Yeah, well, it's a little bit it's a little bit of a, of a funny story really. Like I played football uh, since I was five for for a team. I, I always played with the boys and um, and kind of they'd the ask volunteers to go and goal and I stuck my hand up. I said, oh, I'll, I'll give it a go. And the coach straight went over. My mom was like, are you sure? Like she's the only girl. And I was like, oh, just hire up in. She'll be fine. So I, I went in goal, and in the next week, you know, there were any volunteers to go in goal, so we had it again. That happened for a couple of weeks, and my mum was like, "Grace, why, why did you keep volunteering to go and goal?" And I was like, "Well, mom, if you go and goal, you, you don't get taken off the pitch. Obviously, we well, were five; it was all equal equal game time. Whereas if you were in goal, you got the full you got the full game. So it was a little bit selfish, really. <laughs> but I kind of stuck there. I just I've stuck there ever since. It's kind of all I've ever known. Um, since, five, since I've been five, it's just to have a pair of gloves on and, and just hide yourself in front of the ball, basically. And then when I would when I would go to the matches, I'd like, my big cousin, and um, she'd be like, "What are you doing? The ball's up there." And I'd literally just be like, just watching Shay given and just doing everything he did basically, uh, from from a young age. So he's 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 like always been up there. Obviously, I'd celebrated the goals and stuff, but I celebrated the saves just as
1: much. Is Shay given your hero, and do you think he's the best Newcastle United goalkeeper we've ever had?
2: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely my hero, like, growing up, I used to go to all of his goalkeeper camps and, and stuff like that, like, I've got little mugs of, like, pictures of me and him when I'm, like, eight, <laughs> so, yeah, I do, I, I, think, he, I think he's probably sort of the best one, obviously, like, Pav, like, obviously, at the minute, we've got, like, Nick Pope, Brathca, like, this the Tim Crew, there's literally it the as well, there's been so many, I think we've been quite blessed, really, to have that, kind of cohort that's continued and continued and continued so yeah pretty pretty good goalkeeping keeping uh, standards to, to live up to
0: yeah i mean at the moment like you say it's nick pope and martin debravka which are two amazing keepers in their own right nick pope seems to be getting the nod at the moment uh where do you stand on the debate i suppose i mean it, it's have that strength and depth in the goalkeeping department. It's crazy at the moment. I know. I think
2: it's like it's well. It's probably the best problem to have. It's probably giving giving everybody a headache in the in the back in the background staff themselves. I think obviously Nick Pope on on Sunday was was phenomenal. How fast he came up his line to kind of close down closed down the attackers and kind of make himself so big so you literally couldn't hit anything other than him. And um, it was it, it was it was brilliant. Watching we all on the bus on the on the way back from our away game, watching it and kind of. Obviously, when Trippier's free kick went in, we were all going mental on the bus, and then we all had it on different, like on different iPads and phones. So some people were 30 seconds in front, some people were 30 seconds behind. It was <laughs> absolute, it was absolute carnage, to be honest.
1: <laughs> I could just imagine when Trippier's free kick goes, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, they're gonna beat Man City! They're gonna beat Man City!" And I always remember there was this little kid in front of me, and he goes, "Dad, I can't, I can't remember us being this because we never beat Man City." And yeah. some guy went. There's, oh, this older guy behind me went. Son, there's still half an hour left. There's still playing <laughs> like, He was he was bang, he was he was bang on. But you must be so impressive how the, the how the men have started this season, Grayson. You know, to be un, undefeated after the first three games. And you look at the caliber of teams that Newcastle have been up against, of course. And the Forest only promoted, a lot of new players, a lot stronger outfit. Brighton seem to be the form team at the minute. You just don't want to see to play them, and to get a point away from home seems to be quite good. And then at the game on Sunday—it it, it just bodes well that the whole club's going in the right direction. But what have you made of the men's start so far?
2: Oh, amazing! Like even like you said, like taking that point away in, away from home was brilliant. Because if you think about kind of seasons past, you don't know which way that that would have what would have went. Would you have took the point away? And you don't quite know. But obviously, kind of the, the positive kind of literally like out and out like aggressiveness in terms of like the want the ball back, high up the pitches. Just it's it's kind of it's, it's it's amazing as a fan to watch, and I think kind of all the fans have have wanted that for a long time. So it's 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 great to kind of see that aggression. Obviously, Bruno Trippier, all kind of the like the signs, Cannon kind of Wilson back as well. So it, 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 like it's 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 exciting football. It's it's, it's great to watch. Like you say, you kind of like every time we're going forward, you can just like kind of like feel like the like the momentum builds, feels like we're like we're going to be um like a dangerous team, which which, which is which is brilliant as what, what any fan wants. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it's no secret the vast majority of the women's team are huge Newcastle fans. Um you mentioned there you were all at the Arsenal game. I remember you all being there for the the Leicester game as well. Yeah. Obviously you were you were sat in the posh seats. So <laughs> how 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 hard is it like against Leicester when Bruno scores a last second winner just to not go completely mental like you would do if you were stood in the Gallagher end?
2: Well, I think I think we're kind of, I think we will feel that one, to be honest. Yeah, I think we're we'll, we'll all up on our feet. We're all we're achieving all, we're all, we're all
0: like that. The Arsenal
1: game, we all had a flag. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. That was fantastic. Is, is Bruno the player that you just love watching at the minute, or is there somebody else if you take away your you goalkeeper hat kind of attitude? Because at the minute, yeah. I just think. It's just he's, Bruno's got his own flag. He's got his own song. I remember talking to a fellow uh, YouTuber. He's gonna have his own statue sooner rather than later. It was Bruno. <laughs> he, he's yeah. just incredible to watch, isn't
2: he? Yeah, I think obviously Bruno's came. He's just instantly a lovable character. And I think as soon as you get kind of you see the Jordies on the side, then you kind of idolised forever. Um, the likes of him, obviously Maxie, Miggy on Sunday as well. Like you've got Callum Wilson. You've got like obviously um, Fab as well. Like I love like obviously. Celebrating, defending just as much as attacking. Obviously, Trippier is just putting in performances, scoring free kicks over the wall. Like, what, what more do you want? This, there's too many to kind of single out one at the minute. I think, um, which is great. But obviously, I think Bruno's going to be a fan favourite across the board for, for for a lot for a lot of fans.
0: Comparing that to the women's squad, then is 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 there a particular player in there that when you look round the dressing room or uh, and the squad or whatnot, you think, oh, we're lucky to have her.
2: I think I think you have kind of a, a, like all all the girls. To be honest, they all bring something individual. They've all got their own skill set. Like they all are amazing set of girls. Kind of obviously we're recruiting more and more. And um, this season we've kind of added a little bit like of experience with Ellie. We've kind of got a few more useful players, which I think is good because they've got that rawness and like that that kind of like mentality where they're like, oh, I'm just gonna do like I'm just gonna go for it. Here, you see what happens, and, and, and that's hard to defend against um but yeah obviously you've got the likes of like georgia kb who, who are always like kind of threatening goal you've got casey you've got fergie in a minute who's on crazy form lauren seems to be putting only ever ever find side net and she doesn't give it she doesn't give the goalkeeper an easy shot at the back we've got that, obviously we've got like we've got massive players at the back who who have who were a big part of the who were a big part of the, the league campaign obviously i celebrate like a big tackle just as much as what well. i celebrate a goal like uh freya Obviously, new signing on Sunday, we, we have two one-inches kind of um, put in a massive tackle. That's just as important as a goal in that time of the game. The momentum shifts and we, and we end up scoring a goal time and later so, so, yeah, I think we all kind of bring bring something that is just special for the, for the team.
1: I think that's just, that, that is a team though, isn't it? Everyone brings something different to the party and that, and that ultimate will help. With the long term objective uh, objectives that you that you all have at Newcastle United, I suppose the the biggest objective in the future. I know you won't go you won't look too far, but it's obviously something that's always at the back of your mind is Newcastle United becoming a WSL team in the future. Now, to be able to play a part to get there must be something that spurs all the girls on. Have you ever thought about it? you ever go, Ooh, do you know what this could be amazing? I Could be on Sky every other week <laughs> playing against X, Y, and Z, but. Do you think that it's making sure that the process is in place for that to happen?
2: Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's the thing. Like, I think as a squad, obviously when everything happens, it will happen. It'd be it'd be very easy to kind of let your mind start racing and, and getting like two, three, four, five years ahead of yourself without even thinking about the Sunday that's coming up. So I think it's very important, kind of as a girls. Obviously, the staff we all keep like we keep ourselves we'll keep ourselves grounded, and we kind of like you say we're always Always look at that, Sunday and that's all we're kind of—that's all we're, we're looking for at that moment. And I think kind of as long as we keep doing that over the next few years, you know, you never know what could happen. Obviously, that the, the aim is to kind of be as high as we possibly can. Obviously, like with the with the new ownership and stuff like that, like the the, the men and the women we're all under the same umbrella, like we we'll, we'll, we'll want to be the best.
0: Yeah, it's just never been so good to be at Newcastle United. It feels like we're actually going places again, which is just so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, Kingston Park this this Sunday, £3 on the door. I mean, if you're not at Molyneux, you've no excuse. Get there and, uh, and support the Lasses as well and uh, continue that throughout the season. <sighs> What can we look forward to on Sunday then, Grace? How many goals are we going to score? And you're obviously going to keep a clean sheet.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully I keep a clean sheet. Yeah, that's, that's that's my job. So if I can take if I can take that bottom, then I'll be happy. Um, hopefully, kind of the the issue is, hopefully I will do nothing, and then I just yeah. kind of take one off you go go and score, then then, then I'm a happy. Then I'm a happy. Uh, then I'm a happy player myself. But yeah, I think kind of obviously. Last week, within the first within the first 30 seconds, we were through on goal. So make sure you're there on time because you just never know what you are going to see. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully we're kind of we've had some goals. Obviously, KB got the got the uh, golden boot last year in the league. Um, so I think a lot of the girls were, were in the top 10 as well, and they were kind of keeping her on her heels. Obviously, Georgia was up there for a little bit as well. Laura and Casey on the wings are always cutting in, shooting. And Causing and havoc for 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 defenders and goalkeepers themselves, so you just you, you never know. But like I say, obviously, um, I think last time we were at Kingston Park, there was a, a queue a mile long, kind of a full kick off. So like, let that so your build. Make sure you get there nice and early. And um, obviously, back into the six weeks now. If you, you want some entertainment for the kids, you kind of go wrong really for three quid a pound for them. So hopefully, should be a should be a good day out and an exciting match for everyone to watch as well. Huh?
1: It's almost like watching the entertainers going back to the the, the 90s as well and <laughs> um, finally grace what is the message to the supporters the Newcastle United supporters this season have you, got, have you got any sort of message for them for how they can help to support the girls this season
2: yeah definitely obviously you want to just start off with massive thank you for everything you've done so far and um, like you say last season was amazing but hopefully that's just kind of the start of the momentum and the start of the snowball and that'll continue to kind of build and build and build like you say £3 to come and watch a play for an adult £1 for a child like you, you literally you, you can't go wrong and um, season tickets are up now for sale as well on online on Twitter um, I think it's something like 30 thirty pound, um, which is which is which is meant over in itself. Kind of you get all the cup games included as well, which is which is great. And we'd like to see as many faces there as possible. Kind of that twelve player really does push us on and 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 you can't you can't go wrong on it on a Saturday afternoon. Thirty quid for a
0: thirty quid for a Newcastle United season ticket, who'd have thought it, eh?
1: <laughs> okay. Grace it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the Greenwood and Mill on this show and on behalf of everyone at Newcastle Fans we'd like to wish you all the very best on this season hopefully you get that promotion if you can get that nice little cup run as well that you mentioned I wouldn't mind that as well that'd be a bit be, being shitty maybe but uh, it's been brilliant having you on thanks very much for being on the show and again we, we wish you and all the girls all the very best. No problem
2: thank you very much for having us and we'll to see you on
1: Sunday. Definitely, definitely. Sam, where can everybody listen to this podcast?
0: Links are in the description. The audio podcast is released every Tuesday and you can catch up on all the previous shows, including last week's episode with Alan St-Maximin.
1: So for myself, Jonathan Greenwood, my co-host Sam Miller and today's guest, Newcastle Nets Women's captain Grace Stanley, we'll see you all very soon.
0: Newcastle Fans TV the Greenwood and Mulliner Show is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo Gosforth, the best Italian cuisine in the Northeast. Reserve a table today on 0191213 0399 or visit casasanlorenzo.co.uk.